chat. We've been chatting it up, going on and off, roasting each other, having fun, <laughs> laughing, talking business all day, networking. Um, so it's gonna be that same exact vibe what we've been doing off camera, but we'll be doing it on camera. Um, but the goal with us is to forget the camera's gone, let's just kind of talk, let's just kind of chat. Um, really, none of us have really known each other that, that long or that well. So I think we just really should just fucking get to know each other, ask each other, like, if we're all, if we're in a circle, and us five just really, really, like, like by the end of this conversation, really want to get to know each other and talk about, like, shit that we experience with e-commerce or with making money or whatever it is, like, we should try it, like, by the end of it, we should be like, yeah, we're all on the same page, we're all on the same wavelength. Um, cause I, think, I think that's one of the people listening to this be like, you know, kind of experience what it feels like to be in a higher level conversation. That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, buddy. So yeah, if you guys are tuning in right now, drop a comment, let me know if you guys are fired up and excited. And that's the last time I'm telling the comments. <laughs> Did anybody go to college? Yeah, I went to Rutgers for two years and then dropped out. Yeah, you guys. I went to college, I dropped out with like six credits left. Oh, yeah. oh that's horrible. So. You know, last year? Yeah, I had literally six credits left, man. You know, like that Drake song, go like, um, <laughs> dropped out, six credits left. My mama had a saddest day. It's only up from here, man. So I told so my mom. Would you yeah. ever go back? <laughs> but that's only, would I go back? No. You would never just get the one class. It's literally one class. Yeah. I, for me, I just believe it's no point. Like, I just know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. That makes but, your mom well, happy. Well, she's happy now. 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 She wasn't at first. <laughs> yeah. But you know, now that, you know, I could put, you know, a hundred thousand dollars toward a mortgage and pretty much pay, you know, every yeah. month. You know, Actually. now I support her in that way. She's yeah. she's cool with the decision. Did y'all have student loans though when you dropped out? <clears throat> I had I had I got lucky. I'm from a pretty middle class family, so my yeah. parents paid off the first year. Yeah. And then the second year where I dropped out, I paid that because I felt bad, but <laughs> I felt bad. Um yeah, I got lucky I guess. Nice. Well, uh, why do you guys both drop out? Sorry, you yeah. Man, um... Are you almost done? Like, did you already make it money when you dropped out? Or why did you drop out? No, uh, man, when I dropped out, I wasn't making money. I wasn't making money, um, at all. Um, so, I was actually running track. So, I was on, like, a track scholarship. Um, and, like, at the time, and I think I still do, like, I hold, I, like... Were you, you know, fast enough to go pro? I was like bored. No, it was like track is like that next level there. So it was like. Wait, he was a runner. Yeah. I thought he was gonna be throwing for sure, bro. Big. No, I ran like a ten two. Yeah, I was gonna say, what'd you run? What was your event? Yeah, hundred meter. I ran ten two. Oh, so you were a sprinter. Yeah, sprinter. Yeah. So I was, I was really good, but that next step was like, was like right there. So it was like, it's like tittering on like pro level. Right, right, right. But I looked at the income from pro and realized. I was going to say, track runners don't make no they, money. They don't make money. So I'm like, wow, I'm going down this path really for, for, for no. Like, this yeah. is not where I want to go. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, everyone is telling me, like, Jeff, you know, you're throwing everything away. You got a full scholarship. You know, you're by, by damn near ready to go pro. What are you doing? Right? Why are you throwing all this away? Just finish. Just finish. And I'm like, man, no, that's not what I want. So I, I, I kind of dropped out, prayed to God for a solution. You know, and just start a hustling because my, my faith in, in, in God or whatever you believe in is so strong that I knew he was going to figure out a way for me. When, I didn't know. When was this? This was uh, my last, uh, my, like, in school, in college. How many years ago? It was uh, 2000, um, graduated high school in 2012. Um, so this was probably like 
2016. What year is it now? 2018? Yeah. It's probably the beginning of 2016. Jeez, we were oh, so wow. close. Yeah. But it's true though, track runners, they only get paid twice a year and they get paid pennies on the dollar. Yeah, pennies on the pro. That's when I graduated high school, bro. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, man, you know, this isn't for me, you know. Coaches were pissed off. Teammates were talking shit. The same teammates that are DMing me asking <laughs> for help were the same ones that were talking shit. I can go on my DMs now. The same ones that was bashing me. Boom, boom, boom. You yeah. know, all that. You know, they in my DMs. You know, saying, Jeff, you know, what do you do, man? How do I get started? You know, so that's just how it goes, man. You know, sometimes when you... You got to just do you. You got to go, you gotta go where your heart is telling you to go. Yeah. Yeah. And not what other humans tell you to go. Right. It's something deeper inside of everybody. Do you guys help people from your high school? Because I believe in them on scene. I be <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like I just be like, you didn't, you didn't give me the homework. I had to take the bus home. <laughs> you, you didn't, you didn't cheat off your test. You didn't, yeah, like, you didn't let me cheat. You didn't cover my shift when I was broke. Like I had to take the bus home. Like, bro, you can stay at Applebee's. You know, I tried to help like, like you know people I uh, knew back then like a little bit. But then I just started realizing the same like trend over and over and over. Is that the only reason they want help is not really because they're really actually deserving and hungry. It's just because they see what I'm doing, they just want to do it. But they're not actually like self intrinsically motivated to like like really really like decide yeah. to do it. They're like they're too comfortable doing what they're doing. Uh, one of my buddies, his name's Alex. He fucking put, made this post on Instagram the other day and it really fucking hit me. It was like and it was three times people. He's like the first person is somebody who's like. Yo, like, you know, like Josh just said, I need to be successful. I need to be rich. I need your help. The second time person are the wonders. Like Jess said, I want to be rich. Jess said, I want to live your lifestyle. I want to do this. And he's like, the third, the third time person are deservers. He's like, the deservers, they don't say shit. They just put in the work and they actually deserve to be rich. They actually deserve to They like, just send you the screenshot and DM. And they deserve and they get everything that like they should get. And they don't like, need no convincing. Yeah. yeah. No, they, don't, they, they either don't. ask, like, where do I pay? Or they send you a screenshot of, like, look, right. like, I've gotten this far. How do I get to the next step? Right. Yeah, so they're, they're just doing it. Like, they don't, they don't yeah. need to, like, like, be desperate. They don't sound desperate. They don't, they're not looking and, you know, for example, like, they just know, like, hey, here's where I want to be. Here's where I am. Here's what I need to do to get there, you know? And so, like, the people from my high school and shit that used to me up, they're not deservers. Mm. They just, they either... They're, they're kind of more the wanters. They just kind of want it, right? They're not actually desperate. Like, like we want to go to Capo. They just want it, you know? Mm, yeah. And so I just feel like it's kind of, I, I don't even waste my time anymore, dude. You know, it's either you're in or you're out. That's it, yeah. you know? I feel it. What would you say is the most, like, most, like, seeing question that you see, like, every single day? Because I feel like it's always like, what do you even do? Yeah, I'd probably say that's the most common one for me, but only, especially because I do so much traveling cars, jewelry, yeah. so it's like, bro, are you a rapper? Are you like an like entrepreneur? Are you an influencer? Like, what do you actually even do? Like, you're just like a cool guy that lives a cool lifestyle. What do you actually do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's probably the most common one. And I'm just like, here's my joshkeemadrid.com. Or go listen to my podcast. You know what I mean? Like, I used to like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I got this business, I got this business. And now I'm just so lazy. I'm like, Y'all, when I started, I didn't have bread, so I stole the stop signs, like, off the street, and I sold them back to the county. Uh, <laughs> what? It's a felony, I found out. Yeah, why would they buy it, though? Because they need them. They're stop signs. They're their stop signs. Why didn't they arrest you? Because I told them I found them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like two inches tall, and, like, oh, she's so little. Like, yeah, I found these stop signs. Like, you know, my wrench in my car. Where, where do you used to live? Mm -hmm. where, where, where were you from? 
Like I was from Orlando, so it was like a pretty upscale area. So sometimes. So like, Orlando police, if you're watching this right now, <laughs> <we got something. laughs> literally that, or I'd buy like a case of water from the dollar store, and I'd wait till it was really hot, and I'd stand on the bike trail, and I'd sell it for five bucks. Because I, I knew they were thirsty. Because I knew they were thirsty. Like you ain't got no water, ain't no concession stand. It's just me, like Monopoly, five dollars. Like. So hey, well, where did y'all get the school, money? Ruckus. Why, why did you drop out? Oh uh, yeah, so I dropped out beginning of sophomore year. The, do the audience know? Do you have any had you yeah, introduce, yeah. introduce himself properly? So we just met not too long ago. What, what's your rundown, bro? Like and you, you guys haven't talked to me, huh? Just for a like, couple minutes. What, what's your rundown, bro? So people kind of like, <laughs> like tell, who, tell this guy who you are, bro. <laughs> what's up, bro? I'm Sean Kelly. What's uh, up? I'm the founder of Jersey Champs. We basically make custom jerseys for celebrities, professional athletes, all types of people. Um, and then we sell jerseys on our, our retail site as well from we, your favorite movies. You have like a lot, million wow. plus on your page? Yeah, 1.7 million followers on the Instagram right now. Ooh. Little blue check, and, little uh, blue check, and jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways, to your question, I dropped out beginning of sophomore year at Rutgers. Um, so I was actually failing. I had a 1.7 GPA. I was never good in school, honestly. Like in high school, I had like a 3.2, just an average student. And then at Rutgers, I just couldn't handle the, uh, the work balance, social life, and um, the business because I was going out two to three days a week on top of running a business like 10 to 15 hours a day. You go around partying, turning up? Yeah, what? drinking and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then, were, you, were, you, were you in Greek life? No, but I knew You just had to turn up. You gotta, you gotta go out freshman year. Like, so you're gonna pop with us on Sunday? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, you're in college, so you gotta go out. So the first year I basically did that. And then the whole summer I worked my ass off with Jersey Champs. And then when I dropped out, we had about 100,000 in sales. And I just couldn't handle the anxiety I was having between, uh, between school and work. So right. I was literally collapsing in the hallways during finals. You're talking about oh, shipping shit. orders? I know that just fucking everything, grind, bro. Just everything, just anxiety like from trying home. to do both and then trying to have social lives. It's mm -hmm. crazy you say that. I failed algebra four times. Wow. Yeah, I, I just failed, couldn't do it. Because I was like... That, like, so, yeah. And I took it with the same teacher. Kidding. I didn't get into the business school at Rutgers, so I had to pass like math to get in, and I couldn't. So yeah. that was another reason I dropped out. Like, why would I be learning all these courses that I don't I give a shit about? So. It, it puts you on an academic probation. Yeah. So. Is that out here in New Jersey, or where's Rutgers? Yeah, it's in New Brunswick, New Jersey. It's okay. one of the biggest colleges in Jersey. So. It's kind of crazy that we make money and we fail math, but we know how to add deposits. I actually don't. I'd pay somebody to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Count. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. The notification does not count. <laughs> That's crazy. Where'd y'all find money to start? I fucking wrecked my car and I used insurance money. <laughs> what? I didn't do it on purpose. Oh, I'm like... <laughs> I like, like, my car on a wall real quick. Yeah, uh, literally, that's no. what I was thinking. Like, I need money. No, I've been, so I've been hustling like since like second grade. Like, I used to sell uh, beanies wholesale. I would buy them from like, uh, I think the site back then was DHK or AliExpress. I don't know. I used to buy, you know, wholesale beanies, and literally the same grade I started selling them to kids in my school. Then I went and started like shutter shades, like when Kanye West, you know, brought shutter shades in style. Um, iPod touch cases, when iPod touches came out. I used to jailbreak people's phones. I used to uh, do custom, like, I, so we, everybody knows print on demand, right? Like print on demand with clothes. Yeah. I used to actually print on demand. I'd go to the store and buy shirts, and I'd buy like those little like, uh, like iron-ons, <laughs> and I was pretty decent at computers, I was like in third grade. And I would, people would tell me what like design to make. Actually, it was pretty ass, but it was better for, it was good for the graders. <laughs> and so I would make the design using like Microsoft Word with the basic shapes and shit. Wait, what was it called? Paint. And, yeah, and then, and, then I, and then I print it out. I print it out, 
I had to do it in reverse because when you iron it on, it goes reverse. Right. And then I iron on, on the shirts and I was selling these shirts to kids on my school for like 20 bucks. So I did like a bunch of different hustles. Eighth grade, I started doing snapbacks. Like, hats, like literally Mitchell and Ness hats like this. I just got it because it reminded me of, uh, of high school. And then ninth grade, I was selling fucking uh, chains, gold chains and silver chains. They were plated. I was getting them for like two to like 20 bucks. And I was selling them from like 80 to like 300 bucks. Wow. And I fucking bought my first car cash at 15 and a half. Fucking souped it the hell up. At 17, I was like, thought I was the coolest kid in school, bro. Mm-hmm. Driving the dopest car out of any kid in the high school in the whole town. What car? Yeah, uh, it was a Genesis Coupe, but it was like dropped like seven racks into it, like lower wheels, exhaust system, tent, you know, uh, wing. Like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, can see, I can see Josh being that guy. Hey, what guy? What guy? You know, that guy. Okay, Tokyo Drift. You know, you know, that guy. You know, you know that guy I'm driving through, you know. But, uh, no, man, but I feel you on yeah, that. Yeah, but I was on my way home from basketball practice. And uh, two trucks in front of me wrecked, but the guy in front of me never braked. He just hit the car in front of him. So I was getting over and looking over, and the guy in front of me had seen no brake lights, so I'm just, you know, all right, cool. And then all of a sudden, boom, I'm under his car, because my car's low. I'm fucking under his car, dude. Oh, like, it happened so fast. Wow. And it was, I was only going like 10 miles per hour, but since my car was lowered, like, his car had no damage, but he had a tow hook on the back. So that tow hook just crinkled up my whole front end, dude. Oh, and uh, I was cheap, I got shitty insurance, so instead of getting back like, 14, 15K like I should. I got like two grand back. And uh, I got into the car flipping business, flipped cars, made some money, got scammed. Um, and then, got yeah. Got scammed on a car? Yeah, so the guy, I used to give the guy money and he would buy cars for me because he had a, a dealer uh, or a wholesale dealer uh, license or whatever. Yes. Auction license. And then we'd flip, we'd flip the car on Craigslist and then he'd give me the profit. Yeah. And I was wondering, like, oh, why is he helping me to not take any cut? You know what I mean? And he kept helping me. And so I gave him more and more money from the money I'm making to buy more and more expensive cars. And then I gave him about five Gs and disappeared. Oh, wow. I never even knew his real name. Everyone just called him Buddha. Wow. And so, <laughs> and then I found, I found out he's on the FBI's most wanted list and he's a professional con artist. Wow. And like I found somebody who he scammed but had a picture of their, one of his pink slips from one of the cars he bought. And so we got that, we found a bunch of information on him. And like my dad was like, like, like uh, he knew the, the county sheriff. So my dad pretty much like threatened him with the county sheriff to be like, yo, like, if you don't fucking, because we had his number, he's like a burner phone. He's like, if you don't like fucking bring back my son's fucking money, like, there's, like the county sheriff's gonna fucking find you and be this big old investigation. The next day, the fucking money is at my dad's work in the fucking envelope. It's no, just dropped no. off. I said, it's an anonymous person. So I gave my fucking money back, learned my lesson, got out of business, and then <laughs> somehow stumbled across making money online, the rest of history. <laughs> so. At the time though, I was, I hated my life, dude. I was so sad. He go all the way up here, wrecked my car. So I, I was driving my grandpa's old beat up truck and I was like all the way down here and I was like, fuck, dude. All my friends were car people, so I couldn't hang out with them anymore. I was gonna say, like, thing. that's right back to school. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, and I was like a loner, like my last few months of school. Like, I didn't really do anything except like focus on biz. At the time, I was like, this is like the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Now I'm like, this was definitely the best thing that ever happened to me. So it's crazy. Yeah. I don't have like like a great um, great history in entrepreneurial life like Josh, but uh, <laughs> I remember when I was 15, I was going to uh, to my uh, to my hometown of Frankfurt. I was going to the city, and I saw like these dope shoes. You probably know like the Rick Owens. I was like dope. My eyes right now these are ugly as hell. <laughs> but they were co- they, uh, they cost I think nine hundred dollars. So I was like. Damn, I need to get this money because it was on sale. Wait, you're 15? Huh? You're 15? Yeah, I was trying to buy $900 shoes, but not even fully grown yet. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I need to get the shoes as soon as possible because it was on sale for three more days. 
No, uh, I think like seven days, probably. Yeah. That's just a marketing tactic. <laughs> I was kidding. I was thinking, I had no idea. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I need to get this money as soon as, uh, as quick as possible. So what I was doing is so that we have an app in Germany. Um, you can you can buy like clothes, like every every clothes you want, like from uh, like used clothes, right? So I bought a bunch of them and sold them on Facebook for high for high price. It was like this high piece high piece time was starting growing. It was at this time, so I made like quick one thousand cash in seven days. I was like, okay, good. That's where I made my first money as being an entrepreneur. You spent it all on the shoes? Yeah, I spent it all on the shoes. <laughs> then, funny thing, I wore them for, for one year, and then I sold them higher for 1200 Wait, mm. what? Yeah, because these are like designer shoes, and they were out of collection, so the next they collection, they're like, oh my god, these aren't available anymore, so they probably, they bet, uh, they, they paid higher. Wow. Damn. But that was great. Yeah. But you just started, so you just started e-commerce like recently, right? Yeah, in June. So what was your like story like? How did that happen? How okay, the fuck did you so, scale so fast? Okay, actually I started drop shipping end of 2016, uh, I think December. So I, there was a course from I think his name is Jake Katsu. Do you know him? Oh, uh, the Asian guy. Yeah. So he had a, he had a free course, and I was going yes. through them. <laughs> he, uh, I was going through them, and I was like, damn, that that could work. And he had like a bunch of different words. Like I had no idea what the pixel was, what traffic, anything. I had no idea, right? I was going through and building a store, I had a bunch of products, I was adding like makeup brushes, I was adding like makeup sponge, like people who nobody would sell, right? And then I built a store, never run ads, had a girlfriend, and did. <laughs> At the same time, I was building my, uh, my, my music career, I was trying to get a music producer. Yeah, I saw that, bro. I looked at your Instagram and I was like, wait, is this guy an entrepreneur or a fucking rapper, dude? I'm, I'm young, bold. He's like, can you like, only rappers and shit? He got two different color do-rags on. Yeah. He sent me a screenshot uh, of his sales. He's like, yo, man, I'm doing you know, six figures a month, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, is this the right kid? Like, is my Instagram glitching? Man, <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a producer. It was my, my dream to be a uh, producer, like, big producer, like Murder Beats, Anime, Mafia, like, all these big artists and uh, producers. But it didn't work out for me. Right. Like, I mean, you have to really work hard for years and years and years and connect with people, Action. sleep on the couch in Atlanta, like really go hard. Sleep and in the studio. Right, right. And I was totally down to do it, but I'm from overseas. But I learned a lot and connect a lot just from overseas, like through social media. Right. And I saw the power of social of social media networking. And I was like, okay, good. I can take all the knowledge that I gained and all the skills that I gained and turn it like, into a business. And I was like, okay, good. Maybe like, it was like, May, I got declined. Like, I, I was promised to get a contract from Southside and Alien Mafia, and I was so high. It was my like a lifelong dream. And then all, uh, all of a sudden, they just dipped. They never contacted me back. I called them like several times. No, nobody picked up. I was like, okay, fuck it. It's not gonna work for me. Probably God bless me with it. I don't know what could happen, right? Then I saw an ad like dropshipping ad, and I was like, oh yeah, I can start that again. I'm like, going serious about that. Right. Started. Failed, failed, failed for three months, four months straight. Then uh, yeah, change my mindset, change a little bit, adjust a little, little bit, and I make five hundred fifty thousand two months. Shit, that's awesome. That's dope. It's a good story. That is crazy. And you're from Germany, right? I'm from Germany. Wow, first dropshipper I met from Germany. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, bro. I I traveled to I traveled to Paris recently. And I met a few people out there, or people who get from Paris. And even just other people I meet from different countries, I know a few different people who do econ and make money from different countries. And they'll, come, they'll do well, they'll come follow here, they'll talk to me. I'm like, yo, where I'm from, nobody does this. Where I'm from, what you're doing is like insane. It's like, like literally like godly. 
Like they never ever heard of this, dude. Like for us, like there's a, quite a few people in the U.S. that are do, doing yeah. doing well, mm -hmm. doing good. Like I would consider, I think, you know, 50 people. I can name, I can probably name like 50 people. Or at least think of 50 people who I'm like are in this sort of age demographic killing it. But like that's in the U.S. Other countries, there's no way they can do that. Where, where, where can you find like 50 people in this age demographic who are fucking killing it, making money on social media? Right. It's like you know. Right, right. But it's just different opportunities, different awareness, different you know. And not in terms of like different opportunities, like hey, like we're more fortunate, but it's just like hey, like everything just kind of tends to be out here. The events are out here, the influencers are out here, you know. Yeah. So it's just like it's just different, you know. So like the fact that you're able to do it so well from a different country, like is even like more astonishing because like mm -hmm. like you you're defying more odds, you know right. what I'm saying? So it's just that's crazy. But the thing is, just because my mind was always in the United States. Mm -hmm. I think nobody in Germany is watching like YouTube videos in English, mm -hmm. and I don't watch any YouTube videos mm -hmm. in German. Right. Like, that's what like, I don't listen to German music at all. Like a couple of songs, but the main music is English. Music English. I even watch my movies in English. Right. My mind was my mindset. My my. I feel like I should be like an American, right? Right. So that's why the thing with music. Uh, I was always so uh, focused on uh, building a career with uh, American artists. Right. So many people offered me like I I, I got connection like with with the biggest uh, labels in Germany and they offered me hey do you want to work for us you can be our personal producer and you can make a lot of money a lot of money as producer Germany is not possible but, <laughs> but yeah they offered me a lot of things and everything I declined it it could be like a big opportunity to work in Germany but it was not my dream my dream was to live in the United States and make money in the United States whether it's as a producer or as a business owner right right mm -hmm. so I was like okay good that's why I think like I'm I'm probably like I don't know, like we got, I think we got 15 people probably who are making well in dropshipping in Germany. Right. But I'm focused on, on the United States. That's mm -hmm. why I never watched any dropshipping videos in Germany. Because I think, because they, the, the way they approach it, dropshipping is differently than people are doing from the United States. Right. That's why I see more money in that. Mm. And it's easy for me. Interesting. And I feel more comfortable with watching so that. So you, you're like, I mean, and then it comes down to you, you have more input you absorbed more information and you learned more things. Right. You expanded your mindset to more opportunities. Right. Which led to you obviously executing on a right. level. Right. Because my, my, to be honest, I think like German people, they took close-minded. Mm. It's to, to focus on the little things, but you can make a lot of money. But when you think globally, right. internationally, that's why I think like this. Well, think about it. We have all the, the artists that are Spanish and English, and right. they're, they're dual. They're fucking huge. Yeah, you know? they're bringing that culture in the U.S. and people in the U.S. are vibing with it. Yeah, right. Even Drake's in the Spanish songs, huh? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's just the, just the expansion. Like, just allows so much more. It's crazy. Right. Dude. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. So, what well, about you, bro? With your like, startup, I remember me and you were, we were chatting earlier, and I was saying like, bro, you have like, you you're literally probably. The king of like networking via DMs. Like, I, know, I know there's some other people that claim they're the kings of networking, the, yeah. the, the, the DM kings, but no doubt, I think you have the title. I might like, have the title. Look, right like, now. look, he's showing me his DMs and it's like blue check, blue check, blue check, blue check, blue check, blue check, wow. <laughs> everywhere. As far as you can scroll. Freaking celebrities, like who are some of the biggest like people you got in touch with? Over DM? Over DM. We got Logic. And, and what are you doing for people who don't know, like, why you're hitting people up via DMs, why? Oh, so yeah, um, power of the DM is crazy. You have access to DM any celebrity in the world, basically, with an Instagram, and people aren't doing it. And if people are doing it, they're doing it wrong. They're just asking for something and not giving something. So basically, mm -hmm. I just offer a free custom jersey, and custom products in general are very appealing to people. So you could do it with any product, not just jerseys. But um, So we do it with jerseys, 
And artists love having their album on their jersey. They love having their name on a jersey. They love having whatever the fuck they want on a jersey. So we basically make them a custom design through our designers. And my designers love making designs for celebrities and they do it for free actually because the celebrity is gonna wear it. So it's just a win-win on my end. All I have to do is front the product cost of the jersey. And then from there, we'll get them to do wholesale or um, drop ship for them for their sites, like we did with 2 Chains. So yeah, the power of the DMs. So, so what do you do with 2 Chains? What's up? So what do you do with 2 Chains? Oh yeah, so with 2 Chains, uh, we actually got him over email, not DM, but um, he sold jerseys for his album two years ago. Uh, it was the Pink album, Pretty Girls Like Trap Music. Mm. And we basically put that artwork on the jersey and then they ordered drop shipping. They sold it for two days on their site. They did over 5,000 units. So we ordered that to our uh, shipping facility and then drop shipped all their orders for them. They gave us $7 per order on top of the product cost. So it was good money for both parties. Damn. Two days? <laughs> yeah, two days. He has, he has a crazy model with the site. He only sells stuff for two days usually. Really? Yeah. Damn. Limited edition model. So but, now you just... DM everybody like crazy. So like, what are you doing? And like, who, who are the biggest people like you got in touch with? Definitely Mark Cuban is the biggest. Um, wow, Two Chains, Logic. We've pretty much gotten like all the B-list rappers. So we're trying to work our way up to like the A-list guys now, like Chance the Rapper, Drake, Future, all those right. guys. Um, and then a bunch of professional. What about rappers. Six Nine? We haven't gotten Six Nine yet, and we won't oh. for a while. <laughs> um, yeah, got we've gotten a lot of professional athletes: Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Josh Gordon. A uh, bunch of NBA players, so, yeah. NBA players probably love the, the jerseys, huh? Yeah, they, oh, love they probably love them. Yeah, sick. And I think that sometimes they, people say no. Sometimes they reply yeah, to no. Yeah, I, I, no. I have a story highlight where I show them all, and I, I always add the ones that say no, too, to just stay humble and uh, keep myself motivated. Who said no? Uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I think I saw one. I saw one. I've gotten a few. Some people have been like, "Fuck off." You just gotta take the back of the good. Take the back of the good, man. You blue check spammer. It's funny. It happens. Crazy, dude. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, DMs are very powerful, man. I'm just sitting here listening to you. I'm just like thinking, wow, how powerful that actually really is. I mean, yeah. you can get in contact with anybody virtually in the world. Literally. And that's crazy. Some of these deals lead to four or five, possibly even six figures for certain businesses. I met every single one of you guys in the DMs. Yeah. Yeah. Every single one of us met via DMs. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly. nice. Exactly my point. Bro. That's actually, crazy, so powerful, bro. yeah. So the reason, the reason why I uh, connected with Salsa or FaceTime with Salsa and had a song with him. Salsa? Salsa from 808 Mafia. Oh, yeah. I've DM'd 808 Mafia. Huh? I've DM'd 808 Mafia. Oh, for real? Yeah, so... They didn't? They did respond. Uh, nice. Oh, for real? Yeah. So, yeah, my approach on um, getting big artists was like, okay, if you can approach or can, uh, contact the big artists, DM his friends, DM his family. I've done that too. I've done it. That's why I got a lot of connection and was able to hang out with Chief Keef and this whole guy yeah. in, in, in LA for three yes. months straight. So when you, when you guys do that and you reach out to like friends and you reach out to family, are you reaching out in a way of like, hey, I'm trying to get in contact of, you know, the main person? Or are you doing a way like, hey, I'm trying to build like a connection with you and then like you kind of finesse your way into that connection? I'm, I'm <laughs> most finessing. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yo guys, I got, I got, I'm from Germany. So to think, the thing is, I, I basically said it first line so they can see it like uh, without opening on Instagram, they can see I'm from Germany. That's something different because Germany is like really like plus for me. I turned a negative thing into a positive thing. Right. So I said I'm from Germany. Like, oh, what? Germany? Going to the phone, then you can see, oh, yeah, I'm a producer. Yo, I'm trying to reach out to you. I'm going to give you beats. Yada, yada. Okay. And some of, you, uh, some of them responded, actually. I'm working with a couple of them. 
but then like these guys like good friends from Chief Keef, they um they respond like, yo, you wanna fly out to us? Like, right. Yeah, duh. <laughs> duh. <laughs> like, okay, hop on hop on the plane and then I had no idea that he was actually hanging out with Chief Keef on this day. Right. And then we uh then I rented like uh, they get an Airbnb for three months straight and I was able to hang out with them, network and make some music, but the music industry is kinda of fucked up. Right. Yeah, Especially like the trap trap people like this this whole industry is fucked up. Mm-hmm. So I said, fuck it, no I'm out. So yeah. messy. So I'm gonna say now like I think about that you sent the first line of the year and stuff. Fly you just started the end with like how can I send you ten thousand dollars and then like fucking space, space, space put what you actually want to send? <laughs> Everybody will open it. Everybody will open it. Yeah, I'm the most famous person in the world, Donald Trump over there. <laughs> oh, That's funny. That's crazy, dude. That's actually really crazy. We're all talking about DMs and shit like that. My way, I really met every single one of you guys here from DMs. So fucking crazy, DM'd you. Yeah, yeah. DM'd you. Yeah. Have I DM'd you? Probably. No, because I, when I knew <laughs> nah, your DMs were automated, automated I'm like, we've talked before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, was that an automated? It was a quick reply. Oh. Mm. And you manually do it all yourself. You don't like have somebody inside your Instagram? Uh, I have someone doing it on Jersey Champs, but not okay. my personal. I don't trust anyone on my personal. I feel that. Man, but man. Yeah, Jersey Champs. so powerful, bro. It's so powerful. So powerful, bro. This shit is crazy. So I'm curious, because I know I always have fucking issues. Obviously, I always figure out how to, like, overcome them. So when I have issues, I don't even trip anymore. But what's like, when you're like, that story is like a fucking, something crazy that fucking happened in your business, where you're like, fuck, this is it, this is over. But like, you figured it out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's something crazy. Man, probably or just... not even just business, just life, bro. It's like, mm-hmm. something that's fucked you up mentally or your financial or something, how do you bounce back? Cause this is something I think that can help a lot of people. Mm, I think the lowest of low for me, maybe similar for you, when I got into a car accident, I the, the funny thing with this car accident actually, cause I was um I had a Dodge Charger, but like the base model, 2006, you know, um, did what I could with it, modifications, whatever. Anyway, I was actually back uh, when I in Michigan, I was selling the car the next day. Right, so my insurance expired, everything, nothing on the car, and then I wrecked it the day before I sold the car. And I was relying on that money for everything. So when I wrecked it, I had no car, you know, the insurance was done, I didn't get anything back for it, just done, you know, freaking, I was living off basically driving my girlfriend's car. And the funniest thing was, this was around the time when I dropped out. This is actually around the time when I dropped out. Right. I had no car. I was using my girl's car in class. I'm like, dude, this isn't it. I got to hustle. This, yeah. That's what happened, actually. I was like, I got to go right now. Yeah. You know, so I was my low, low, low. And actually, at that point, I might have a thousand bucks, man. I probably had like 57 bucks in my bank account. <laughs> You know, freaking overdraft fees coming in. You know what I'm saying? Freaking getting those emails. Yeah, getting those emails. You know, I'm in bed. 8 o'clock in the morning, they came in. 8.30 every morning, they came in. Boom, Bank of America. Um, notice, overdraft. your account has been overdrafted. <laughs> I'm putting my phone down right here. Hopefully my girl doesn't see it. Fee. Yeah, $35 <laughs> overdraft fee. Fuck, you know, how many times I got to call the bank to see if I can get this removed again? Right. You know, damn, that was the worst of the worst. So that was, for me, the worst, man. So I hustled. Yeah, I hustled from there, from there, man. Offer up, you know, Craigslist, you know, just hustle, you know, furniture to buying iPhones, flipping them, games, flipping them, 
um, freaking going to um, garage sales, any garage sale I can find. If you got something free, flipping it, man. So I, that first thousand bucks is the hardest. Coming yeah. from nothing. It's hard. Give me the first day. The first day is the hardest. Yeah. The first, you know. But once you get there and you make once that. Once you get the ball rolling, it's on. Once you get the ball rolling, right. it's, it's no turning back. Yo, you I like your lock screen. You like that? That's, oh, yeah. You have your goals set? Right, like lock yeah, screen. on lock screen. That's smart. Yeah. Is it what? His goals are on my goal on the last screen. So, you know, I got to make, you know, at least 330K each month. Either, other than that, I'm sick. <laughs> if, I don't, if I don't touch that, I'm sick. And, How'd you come I, up with that number? 330K, um, you know, just a little bit over 10K a day. Um, how'd I come up with it? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it sounds cool. It, it always changed. <laughs> Before, I remember looking at it, it was at least 10,000. At least 10,000. At least 20,000 a day. Now, you know... Um, that's changed, man. It's crazy, and it's weird. But one of my goals down here, and I think like we kind of met, and like I like it's on my phone. So when I'm talking about, it's weird how these you. little connections and yeah. these little things start to come together. And God is powerful. Goal setting is powerful. When you put it in front of you and believe it, it just things move mountains. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm a big believer in manifesting your thoughts into reality as well. It happens. You know what's it crazy? Just, I remember I started making like seven grand a month. I'm like, fuck. Balling, bro. <laughs> I'm killing it. Yeah. I'm gonna go buy me some Gucci shoes. For real. I'm gonna go cut the new bag. I'm gonna go buy some bottles of clothes. And then, like, yo, and then my biggest day ever was almost half a million, bro. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's my, dad, my dad's income in a day. Right. You know? Crazy. Yeah. Over, over, like, Friday, doing over a quarter million, bro. That's like a doctor's income in a weekend. Yeah. You know? like, it's nuts. Crazy, it's nuts. dude. Yeah, my Lolo is pretty low. I don't know if you guys are going to top it, but um, basically when I was dealing with anxiety in college and stuff, I was prescribed Xanax. So I was taking that every day for a month or two. And then uh, once I ran out, I had really bad withdrawal. So uh, I was at home one day and like I had a seizure in my house. Um, my friend was leaving because we just chilled. We just smoked actually. We smoked weed. So I was really high. And then uh, I collapsed down my front steps as he's like leaving. And I'm like, dude, call an ambulance right now. I'm going to die. And like, I just started having a seizure. I was a few minutes away from death. So I actually gave up weed and alcohol completely since that day. Oh, I'm shit. like two years clean now. Damn. Um, nice. But prior to that, I was drinking and smoking every day. So Damn. it was a huge life change for me. But I realized that that moment, like I could have died. Like yeah. it could have been over right there. So I don't take anything for granted now. And yeah, I just grind. Fuck, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. That's bro. so crazy. I don't want to pop bottles on a Sunday no more. It's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. You said that. Right. Wow. Ooh, trying to get a little bit more heated up. <laughs> I know. Hey, yeah, seeing where you're coming from now, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I feel like it's always like that. You gotta hit a really, really. You gotta hit really, rock really bottom. Bad down point. Down Bring out the highest highs for sure. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy you say that because I was at the top of my game, bro. Like everything was popping. I was moving real, real sloppy. I had finally like left a really bad domestic violence situation and I woke up I thought it was bloated and all my friends thought it was bloated and I went to the doctor and I was 18 weeks pregnant. I was five and a half months pregnant. I woke up with a belly. Jeez. And I found out at 9 a.m. Wait, did you say you were pregnant? I found out April. <laughs> I was five months pregnant oh, wow. the day I found out. Oh, shit. So they were like, they gave me a gender, but even my doctor thought I was only two to three weeks, but something didn't feel right. Because I woke up with a belly like over 24 hours. Like I was flat, and the next day it was. So I was like, okay. So my doctor's like, two, three weeks. And I'm like, 
something don't feel right. So I actually got an ultrasound. They confirmed me 18 weeks. It was a boy. He didn't have a heartbeat. I had found out an hour before I was pregnant. I've never been pregnant, never been scared, never no plan B. They're telling me, and I haven't had a chance to call the guy, my family. I, didn't, I went to that shit by myself. So I'm walking out of there like, do I tell people about a dead baby? Like, who do you talk to about this? And they're like, okay, well, April 23rd, you're gonna pass him naturally. And I'm like, no, like I gotta go live. I got shit to do and I'm not about to admit that I was pregnant. So I got, I didn't know that when you have a dead baby that it's actually like medically you need to get him out. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. So I thought like literally they were gonna try to make me wait till the 23rd. We are on, and I found out Friday the 13th, April 13th. Oof. It was like, so I got online with my best friend and was like, how to get baby out, how to find, I took a fake ID, I drove two hours to Kissimmee because unfortunately everybody in Orlando knows who I am because of my ads. So I drove two and a half hours away to go to Planned Parenthood. I got there at six in the morning and I hit a table at 10 a.m. I kept telling them like, yo, like something don't feel right, like I'm dying. And she's like, that's normal, that's normal. What had actually been happening was the tools that they used to open you up, my body had consumed them. They went forward with the procedure and tried to remove my dead child with one centimeter. If you guys don't know anything about childbirth, a child has to come out at 10 centimeters. They pulled him out on one. What? And so they ripped me completely and all the tools that they use, 16 sutures and five dilator sticks are now inside my uterus and my body is beginning to expand. I didn't call anybody because they told me I'd be home by 12 noon. So they actually sedated me three times. I kept waking up on the table like, what's up? And she's like, oh, just relax. Like we have to wait a little bit longer. And I'm like, okay. Second time I wake up, just wait a little bit. Like we're gonna call a second doctor. They actually called a second doctor. At this point, I'm starting to figure out something's wrong. So I'm texting my best friend from the waiting room like, yo, like you good? He's like, he, they bought me pizza. And I'm like, they bought you pizza? <laughs> he was like, yeah, they told me to just sit here. And I was like, I was like, do not call my dad, bro. Like we have to keep this on the DL. Like I'm not gonna take, like I'm not calling anybody. He's like, okay. And I'm like, I'm like, but if this happens, we're gonna call. Because at the bottom of the paper, before you get there, there's a little, little box that says chance of death 000.1. And for some reason this day stuck out to me, that little box, because we all sign waivers, like whatever. Well, the third time of my sedation, I went into shock. I began to bleed out on the table. And it was even more creepy because when they first started, there was a woman who asked, do you want to play music? And I was like, sure, play whatever you want. But the third time, something just clicked. And I was like, wait, can you play a song? And she was like, yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen Shrek, but that Hallelujah song played as I bled out on the table and I had a yeah. fake ID, so they thought I was just some random girl. And obviously I've been sedated three times. I'm starting to talk. Like I'm starting to be like, look, like I make bread and my family gonna sue you. Like you need to give me a phone. Cause they kept saying I couldn't get a phone and told me that they had to rush me to the ER for a blood transfusion and emergency surgery because I'm running out of blood. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, um, I'm not paying to die. I need to go home because my parents don't know I'm here, so we're not going to the hospital. She's like, honey, you will die. And at this point, they've got two IVs in me and oxygen, and I was like, well, bring my friend back here, bring my friend back here. Now, granted, I did not notice that if I had a sat, when I sat up, that everything was gonna rip. I sat up and my friend came around the corner and there was blood everywhere and I blacked out, woke up in the ER. I actually got an emergency C-section on that Monday and I can no longer actually give birth naturally. Holy crap. And then I got home and like, you know, like we're entrepreneurs, we're 
like independent. Like I've never been down. I had to live in my dad's house for like five days. I got really, really antsy because I went to Target with my sister and somebody saw me and was like, oh my God, are you pregnant? And that just killed me. So I actually went to the passport agency, bought a same day passport and jumped on a one-way flight to Dominican Republic by myself in Uber. And I didn't tell my family. Because at that point I had to call my dad, like think about it, like I'm about to die and I'm having to be like, hey dad, are you sitting down? Like I'll never forget that. He's like, yeah, what do you need? And I'm like, um, I'm two hours away and I'm being rushed for surgery because I lost too much blood. I'm gonna drop a pin, click. And that was it. I literally had an emergency C-section. I was in the hospital for 10 days, spent five days in my dad's house and then spent 10 days in the Dominican Republic to let my body go back to normal because I didn't want to go public with it. Because at this point, I still haven't called the guy because what are we, hey, we're having a baby. Just kidding, he's dead. Like I was dealing with a 29 year old with no kids. That's gonna hurt. So I literally came back and like was actually doing really good, like hitting the ball, not anything, not anything like was good. It wasn't until somebody on my Facebook Live zoomed in, pulled my ultrasound, and it went viral. So I had to admit that I got pregnant. I had to tell the guy that was involved with me, who I didn't feel comfortable talking to, because think about it, it's a traumatic experience. And then I built actually a Shopify store on around the whole thing called wow. Just Kidding Kids, because it was like, I'm pregnant, just kidding. And the merchant got shut down. So then, you're thinking eight weeks out, I'm still kind of like, good. I get to post-op post where they're sitting me down and telling me, you can't get pregnant for two years. If you do get pregnant, you will die. You cannot give birth naturally. Like this long list of things that I can no longer do and I'm stuck on iron pills for the next three months because I still don't have enough blood. So it's like you, do, you get smacked with merchant and then postpartum depression, which is so crazy because I sat on live like a badass, like depression is real. You guys just need to work through it and post like it smacked me, like yeah. put me on my ass for like three months. For sure. And no matter what I tried to do, tried to get up, tried to work out, like I pretty much stayed in my bed for like 18 days straight. Like did, yeah, I did absolutely nothing. Like literally like would see sales come in, not ship anything. So it was like chargebacks and I'm just like, well, we got money in the bank, so we're good. Like whatever. To finally like getting back into the routine of like being normal and being around really, really positive people. Like even this, like coming outside of my house consistently, getting back to like a normal life. Finally, now in December, it'll be a year in April, now in December feeling like, okay, our head screwed back on straight. That's fucking But it woke me, it woke me up. Like when I say it really like smacked me like, Literally, like, wow. I feel you on that, like, when you, because when you really, I didn't know, I didn't know that it was that, I didn't know, like, you guys have seen Char Willy Wonka on the Charlie Factory with Vel or Violet where her stomach got bigger. I didn't know that I was expanding. <laughs> and nobody sat me down to tell me that at any moment my uterus could have ruptured. So I'm sitting here with 10 people in the hospital, and I'm like, why are you guys here? Go home. Go home. And everyone's, like, on edge because I could go into septic shock or my uterus could just rip, and that wow. would be it. Well, you guys' story sound like the shit out of a fucking movie. <laughs> like some crazy shit, and now they all like just bossing up. Like I'm, I'm sitting here like, fuck. I still cleared half a million. Like sure. I still cleared it. Now think about my 2019, like being positive, and like I did it all on no antidepressants because I was really the problem is like when you get into that stuff and you try to see a doctor to help you, they want to slap you on meds. So I was really, really adamant about not getting on meds and like finding something like. I was stacking cookies in jars, like anything to just like 
do something mm. instead of being in my bed to now like, okay, December has been really, really consistent, really, really profitable to a point where I'm like, okay, all my money's getting released in February. We're good. You see a doctor and I got $7 million in malpractice coming. So, I mean, I got to take it for what it is, the positive, because I can't look back. Couple right. Bugatti real quick. <laughs> oh, what you mean? You can see an ad. How I made seven million dollars from an ad. <laughs> you about to? Hey guys. It's gonna be this podcast story. <laughs> Figure out, edit it out. That's fucking insane. Damn. I know. Everyone always is like, "This is sad," and I'm like, "Try to be positive." That's about crazy. Because I shouldn't be. They told me the only other person they've ever seen that happen to is dead. They told me they don't even know how I pulled through because that's another thing I got in trouble for. So when I got to the hospital, I thought blood transfusion blood was dirty blood. So I was like, no, I'll just die. And my dad made me sign that paperwork real quick. But I don't know. I just, I didn't know where blood transfusion blood came from. I was like, why can't you get my dad's blood and give it to me? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, you got to have a sense of humor in that stuff, man. Like, I tried to, like, because nobody was, and that's another thing is I didn't know what was going on. I actually didn't find out until eight weeks at post-op where they sat me down and told me how serious it was. And you're so young too, right? I mean, I just turned 24. Yeah, that's crazy. So. Must go sitting here like, I don't know if I should even share a story. <laughs> I should have went loud. I'm so sorry. Like, we, 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 we we I'm sorry. We start off the conversation like, what, sell your loads. Yeah, that means that's like, yo, we wreck cars. Right, yo, we wreck cars. They're like, yo, we almost died. It turned up, for real. Hey, but I think um, we got wrapped up soon, because we're about 30 minutes over uh, our time that we're allowed to be here. Oh, wow. She says uh, 5.30. No, uh, 6.30. Six, six, six she said 5.30 to me in the morning. Uh, she got typo. Um, um, yeah, I mean, anything? So, I mean, anybody? Let's, let's leave this on a positive note. I mean, they are positive stories because we all see the outcome of where we all got. Right. But let's let's leave everybody with something that's listening right now. Um, everybody, just leave them with something positive, real quick. Um. Okay. I was going through a depression as well, but now I can see how blessed I am. Oh my god, nah, like, horrible. Nah, that's not done in a negative way, but I mean, we all go, th- we all go through some bad things. We all, you, you don't, you we don't all know. go through, right? Yeah. But it depends on how you see it, right? Right? It really depends on how you see it. But I mean, we all we cry, I don't know, like going through, like we want to die, suicide thoughts about yeah. it. But it's actually not that hard because we all, we gotta figure it out eventually, right? Yeah, she we did, he did, he did, he did, I did it. Right. Well, think about, think about it this way each of us have lows. But before lows, we had ups, right? Right. There's some people who don't ever have ups, you know? People in foreign countries, people who get kidnapped and do yeah. you know, human trafficking, sex slaves, yeah, you know, kids who are, who are you know, literally that's malnourished and their bodies are you know, shaped crazy because their body is they're eating their own like, right. inside. Like, there's some people who never have ups. So the fact that we can even have a down to, to bounce back up, you know, we're up like right here, slingshot. and boom, and boom. I and mean, some people are just like already starting way down here. Right. You know, so yeah. even though all this shit sucks, like, and you know, some people that are listening right now probably got way worse stories. That's the crazy thing. Mm-hmm. But it don't really matter what our stories are. Uh, my, my dad told me one time, he's like, look, life is like a 100 meter race, right? It's about 100 meter race. He's like, everybody's, you know, can get to the end. He's like, most people are gonna start right where the start is. He's like, some people are gonna have to start behind the, you know, the starting line, 10 feet back, 100 feet back. And some people are just gonna get a little bit of a head start. You know, they, they have a, they're born with a golden spoon. They have a little bit more money. They have, you know, they're a bit more blessed. Some people start 10 meters earlier, but that doesn't matter that, you know, the person that's, you know, 10 meters back 
can't beat the person who started the starting line or the person who started 10 meters ahead. Because if this person back here trains harder, puts in more work, you know, takes more opportunity, puts in more hours, and busts their ass, they can still pass that person. You say, if I start 30 meters up, and you say Bolt start 20 meters back, he still probably won't smoke me. You know what I mean? But that's because he put in more work. So at the end of the day, only, like, the stories don't only matter. They're inspiring. But that only, that's, the end goal has nothing to do with it. You know? It's just, it has to do with how much it fires you up inside to make that shit happen. That's real because like it's so crazy. For the first part of the year, I was like obsessed with getting pregnant, like actively obsessed. Even though I could die, I was like actively obsessed to the point where like now I'm like it'll happen when it's ready to happen. Even though it's gonna be in like two years, but right. <laughs> what you guys got? You will always get what you deserve. Yeah, if you obviously think you deserve a million dollars. You will get a million dollars. Yeah, work hard. Just don't work too hard where it's affecting your mental health, like what right. happened with me. Um, I was working 18 hour days and there's just way too much on my body. So, so you gotta just chill, have fun, go out, chill with the boys and <laughs> the girls. One time um, for the boys, eh? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, being an entrepreneur, honestly, it's lonely at times though, so you just gotta fight through it. It's a mental battle mm. and just use your friends and family to help you through it. Yeah, man, this world is, um, there's no man in the island, what they say. Like, it's so crazy when, you know, you bring people together and you can, you get past those shallow conversations that you have 99% of the day. And yeah. you, you really see, like, what goes on in people's life. Like, everyone goes through struggles. Everyone, the human, the life, the human experience is, is, is so complicated and so crazy for all of us. It's just like, damn, man, this is no joke. You know, it's just like, it's crazy, man. I don't know. I just love life. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy, bro. Crazy, crazy, crazy. There's crazy. good days and there's bad days. I learned that. Mental, we'll talk about the mental game. We've been talking a lot about money. Mental, be, make, mental fortitude is the prize. Yeah. Peace of mind is the prize. And money it allows you to get that because money can provide comfort, but you can have money and be depressed. And if you're in that position, it may even be worse not having money and be depressed because now you got the thing that you thought was going to solve the issue. Solve the issue and now your issue is not solved. Mm -hmm. And that could put salt on a wound and that shit can hurt too. And I've seen it multiple times. Every single day I see it more and more. So Yeah, I didn't. I had a point in like four or five months ago and I was like, yo, I got everything I want. And there's other stuff I want to get, but I'm like, it, I don't really see it making me feel some sort of way. Right. Like, more ice isn't going to make you. Yeah, you know? You know, you know, another car, a faster car, you right. know, it's like a bigger house is like, it's cool, I want to do it. Right, you'll do it, but yeah. you know that those things aren't going to make you happy. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm an energy type of person. Like, this shit gets me fired up. Good energy, good people, like, that's what I like, you know? You know, helping people, inspiring people, traveling, experiences. That's like, you know, my, that's my kick. That's my fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And uh, but what I think is the craziest thing, dude, you know, listening to your guys' stories, knowing my story, knowing everybody that's watching this right now, is the fact that 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, you know, six months, an entire year, Five years, doesn't really matter. Everything can be so much more different than it is today. Yeah. You can be an entirely different person, entirely different lifestyle, entirely different group of friends, Damn. entirely different group of business partners. Like, everything can be different. Like, three and a half years ago, I'm literally sitting, you know, in my junior 11th grade class. You know, like, never ever drunk alcohol, never partied, never went, never hung out with people, never like, never did anything, bro. You know, did it like, I was just a like, normal kid, normal kid. 
And now, like, you know, three years later, I'm like fucking doing, going everywhere, traveling, speaking in front of, you know, thousands plus people, inspiring people. You know, I get a couple hundred DMs a day, people uh, positively affected their lives. Some of the speakers we had uh, that came out to e convention, like, dude, like, I found out about making money online just because I found your page and I'm fucking a millionaire. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, bro, like, what the fuck? Like, I barely get my driver's license. I had a fucking driving. My freaking parent in the seat a couple of years ago, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, so like wherever you're at right now, anybody, dude, like everything can be so much different. It's crazy because it all starts with really one decision. And people who are watching this live right now, they made a decision today. Will they run with it? Who knows? But you know, the people who are watching this podcast today, will they make that decision? Who knows? But I know each and every one of us fucking made it. Where who are sent us? Yeah, it's crazy. The funny thing is the smallest, um, smallest steps of action have actually the biggest impact. Yeah. It only takes 21 days to make a habit. Yeah. All right, 60 days. That's 21. Okay. 21. 21. Let's work. 21. But, uh, so I'm reading the comments right now. People are saying this shit's dope. This is deep. Hell yeah. Thanks for, thank you everyone. You know, we don't really get to, uh, to hear the side of being an entrepreneur. Um, someone, someone said you're up to something with this type of podcast. Fire interview. I love watching interviews like this. So genuine and authentic. I think the people love it. Hopefully the people who are actually hearing this on the podcast and YouTube version love it too. Um, I think we're gonna wrap it up. What we'll do is, um, well one, if you're watching this right now, I want you guys to comment below what, what resonated with you the most. You know, what resonated with you the most? What did you like? You know, what made you feel some sort of type of way? And then um, if each of you guys can tell everybody that's watching this where they can find you and where they can connect with you. Sorry, go on. Somebody start. Sorry. Ladies first. You can find me on Facebook, Wealthy College Kid, or on Instagram, I am Wealthy College Kid, or just Google Wealthy College Kid, and I come right up. Okay, you can find me only on Instagram. It's at Musco Wolf. M U S K O Wolf. Then you guys know where you can find me, hopefully. Instagram, Sean Mike Kelly. Facebook, Sean Kelly. And starting to do some YouTube videos, Sean Kelly, so yeah. Sweet. Find me on Instagram, Jeff So Fresh. Jeff So Fresh. Yo, Jeff so yeah. Fresh. Yeah, so with that said guys, I hope you guys got a lot of value. Appreciate you guys tuning in. I got a, I got a lot of value and I learned fucking a lot about you guys. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. I appreciate it. That said, love you guys. Stay lit.